T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. to announce that the show has officially been medically cleared to broadcast. However, we are on a minute's restriction today. For the next 26 minutes, Ray and I will dazzle you with a near um, NASCAR, funny car, sprint car pace over the next few minutes. Before we get to Warriors Live tonight, Warriors in New York at Madison Square Garden taking on the Red Hot Knickerbockers, believe it or not. So we have uh, quite a bit to get to in just a little amount of time to do it all. Ray, it is good to see you. Uh, I've already blown you kisses on the Zoom meeting. Hello, darling. Hello. Why would you do that? Because it's always good to see you. You just, you're yeah, so but, cuddly. Uh, I know. Just, uh, I mean, it, seriously, uh. What is going on with Carlos Correa? Go. Uh, something screwy in his physical. And it must be serious enough for them to want to get other opinions to find out whether this is $360 million well spent or $360 million well kept. I mean, uh, it's a big number, right? You've got to get this right. We're only talking about $100 million less dollars than Joe Lacob spent on the Golden State Warriors a few years ago. It's a massive, massive investment for a player who, what, played 70-something games only two years ago due to injuries. Susan Slusser has gone on to say it's not a back problem. The back problem was sort of the one thing that we kind of knew about. So something else is pretty much what everybody is sort of asking today. Uh, we'll just go right to the first person to sort of put a little bit of clarity on a, a subject that, look, I'll, I'll give the San Francisco Giants this much. Uh, they absolutely went out of their way to let speculation run wild this morning. The silence kind of deafening on the canceled introductory press conference. And, you know, it, before anyone gets really angry at the Giants, I, I will give them this. Ray, there's absolutely nothing the Giants have said that even is in the neighborhood of signing Carlos Correa. Nothing. Nothing publicly. He is not on their Twitter timeline. He has not appeared. They have officially welcomed Sean Manaya and Ross Stripling and and Hanniger. And there is zero, you know, introductory press conference for any of those guys. So this is something that the Giants have not said they've even done. The media says that they have signed well, Carlos what, Correa. But what the media has said is they've agreed to it to terms on a contract. And apparently they have. The problem is that he's still got a pass physical, and the other three guys seemingly did. So I think that's where we're at. I don't think there's anything particularly nefarious or weird about it. It's we announce when they agree to terms. They announce when the contract is finalized by the league. And they haven't sent all the paperwork into the league yet because they want to know if he can play. I mean, what in terms of any contractual language can they dicker with if they sort of want to renegotiate this thing? I mean, to me, there's really nothing to negotiate in a baseball uh, baseball contract other than years and dollars because it's all guaranteed. And I can't imagine that 
you know, the, the the union would go out of its way to make the Giants have some sort of insurance policy that would lend to not paying the player, you know, the 100% of the deal that you agree to. So it's not like, hey, if he only plays 90 games, we get X amount of dollars back or anything like that. I mean, I don't, I've never seen that cooked in to a major league contract. They, they, they forbid it. No, but what's cooked into it is you have to pass the physical for the signing to be official. Um, that's all. That's boilerplate language in every contract. If he doesn't pass the physical, they can walk on the deal. They're not stuck for any money at all. But once they pass him on the physical, then they're on the hook for all of it. So until that gets done, he's not yet a giant. There is an awful lot of bad faith that will ripple through um, Giants fans who have, I'm sure, already ordered... You know, for Christmas, they're Carlos Correa jerseys. I mean, I don't even know if we've got a number attached to him yet, but I'm sure a lot of people have gone out of their way to think, all right, this is 100% happening. If it doesn't now, let me tell you, the Giants have absolutely weighted themselves out of any real move that could be considered in the neighborhood of impactful that Carlos Correa is being billed as being. And whether he is or not, you know, remains to be seen. There's a part of me that thinks if the Giants don't get this done, it's really, really embarrassing um, that that it's become so public. Uh, If the Giants do get out of it, though, there's a part of me that thinks it might be a little bit of a tiny blessing in disguise. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Carlos Correa, when you hear the amount of money and 13 years committed to that guy, you want to see a much gaudier baseball reference page than he actually has. Um, he is the least amount of star power available in that star-powered class, and they paid more than you know what the Cubs just got Dansby Swanson for, which I mean, the, the difference between would you rather have Dansby Swanson on that contract in Chicago or Carlos Correa on the presumed 13 year, $350 million right here? The answer is Dansby Swanson. The Giants would tell you that they'd rather have Dansby Swanson at that price. Yeah, maybe, but this is what they've sort of mentally committed to. They liked Correa more than they liked Swanson. If they liked Swanson more, they would have gotten that deal done because they probably would have paid more than the Cubs did. Hey, they liked Aaron Judge more than anybody, right? But that still wasn't enough to pry him away. I mean, you know, maybe there is something to what Farhan said. Players don't want to come here. Maybe Dansby Swanson told the Giants, no, no, no thanks, man, interested. Maybe. You know, we, we, I we've mean, seen that happen quite a bit never, in free agency. But we never heard Swanson's name connected to the Giants. No, we never really so, did. So... If you take that as proof of anything, and I don't, because they're, the Giants are better at keeping secrets than they used to be. Uh, I, I think you know they, they chose Correa as their guy, and because there were other teams involved with Correa, they had to pay top dollar plus. Now, with uh, his, his physical in question, um, maybe they do get out of this, and they, they live another year with Brandon Crawford. Um, the you know, which is not the about. worst thing in the world, you know. But yeah. you're right. The, the the shopping, you know, Black Friday's over. All the all the sales are done, and you know, that's that's the deal. You said they paid, uh, you know, big contract plus to use a scouting term. This is a plus plus contract. The amount of money and the year. I mean, here's the thing: the amount of money is. Uh, is it completely irrelevant to me? There is no cap in this sport, and the Giants can afford five times that price if they really wanted to pay it for that player. Um, it's the years. I mean, a 13-year contract in sports is the walking embodiment of a stupid contract. It's just all there is to but, it. I mean, but, 13 years? 13 years? It's insane. But here's the thing. You get to amortize the luxury tax cost. That's why they, all of a sudden, teams like long-term contracts. The Padres wanted to go 14 years with Aaron Judge. And all indications were that Major League Baseball was going to uh, refuse to accept the contract because there were too many years on it. The NHL tried to do this before with Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, I, I want to say it was the Devils wanted to sign into a 17-year deal. And it was mostly to save money on, on luxury taxes. 
So and, wait a minute. And Four, 14 years is a bridge too far, but 13 years is fine? It would seem to be. I mean, you know, nobody... Then again, maybe Major League Baseball would have said, no, nah, 13 years is too long, too. But they haven't gotten their hands on the contract yet because it hasn't been finalized on the Giants' end because Carlos Correa's physical got wonky. It's It's all procedural, but essentially... The Giants have said, we want Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa said, I want the Giants. They've agreed on a number, but the number's not official until he passes his physical and Major League Baseball signs off on the deal. And let's face it, the Giants' doctors are basically uh, a line of defense on this. Um, uh, the first person to sort of attach any clarity to this story, Ronald Blum of the Associated Press, uh, wrote, The San Francisco Giants postponed the introduction of Carlos Correa after a medical concern arose during the All-Star shortstop's physical, according to two people with direct knowledge of the situation. The people spoke to the AP on the condition of anonymity. You got it. It's the one word I just simply cannot say. Anonymity. Thank you. Uh, because the Giants have not announced publicly any details regarding Carlos Correa's $350 million 13-year agreement. Not even that Tuesday's availability was to introduce the prized free agent. But one person, I guess, did off the record confirm that, yes, indeed, this was supposed to be the day where Carlos Correa was going to go ahead and, and say... Hi, San Francisco. It's good to be here. Uh, second person said that the medical issue was flagged during Correa's physical. And look, this could be as serious as something structurally in his body. This could be something as, I don't know, um, less serious as, you know, he, he he has RSV or COVID and isn't, you know, it's it's the wrong time to have him around anyone or anyone around him. So who, who the hell knows what is going on? But this is certainly not the start that we've ever seen attached to a high profile free agent signing where something was called off. So either late last night or early this morning. And then when pressed on what exactly are we talking here, it was total radio silence from the San Francisco Giants. We ended yesterday's show, Ray, with me just throwing a few names at you in terms of who is actually left on the market. And I was thinking maybe one of these guys could maybe be fit in after the Correa deal is such a monster. Look at it this way. You could afford all these guys for a fraction of the Correa deal. Uh, Jerickson Profar is someone that if I were the Giants, I'd take a look at. Uh, he knows the West very well. He's versatile. He can play anywhere in the field except catcher. Uh, Adam Duvall. Uh, look, 38 years or 30, 38 years, uh, 38 home runs. He's a season removed from that. He's 34, 113 RBI, led the NL just two years ago. Uh, he was hurt last year, but that would be power in the lineup, a lineup that could use it. Uh, Will Myers, by the way, is an unsexy yet slightly younger version of Brandon Belt that maybe the Giants, you know, again, he knows the National League West like the back of his hand, too. So you could be leaning on a little bit of experience there. Um, I saw that Matt Carpenter got signed by the Padres today. He was having sort of a little bit of a resurgent year with the Yankees last year until, what, he break his foot or his ankle or something? What, uh, something. Yeah. Lower lower body injury for uh, Matt Carpenter. So that took him out of the Giant or the uh, Yankees uh, playoff aspirations last year. And then, you know, you I, I, you brought this up saying he might be cooked. He might not be who he used to be, who among us are. Uh, Giants still need bullpen help. And Craig Kimbrell, I think, could be a, an upgrade that could, you know, it, it, it screams the Giants could maybe fix that guy for what he's got left in him. He had 22 saves and an ERA, about 3.75 last year. And him setting up Camilo Duvall, I think, would turn an awful lot of ball games into seven inning games if he were to get right. So just, you know, four names to throw, and you could have all of them for less than $200 million combined, I would think. Yeah, but they have to be good. they have to be useful players, and that's why I hesitate on Kimbrel because there's no sign that he's getting better. 
and you know plenty of evidence that he might be getting worse so i think i'd pass on him just you know he's a name but he's a name from the past profar is kind of interesting because if they don't have correa then they've got to do another year of manic platooning and moving guys to different positions which is you know you know it might have worked last year uh, in 2021 but it's not really a, a long-term solution in any way uh, I, I think Duvall is, you know, he's not going to hit 38 homers with this team. Uh, you can just bank on that. Okay, so if he hit 18, it would be an absolutely studly feat in the Giants uniform if you look at the last, since Barry Bonds left, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking for even 38 home runs. Well, Give me 20, and you're probably leading the club. If he gets 20. I mean, that that's the thing. He is, he, the homers, the, his big home run years have come in two great hitting parks in Cincinnati and Atlanta. San Francisco is the direct opposite, and I could see him hitting 10. At 10, you know, he doesn't really do anything in the field for you, and he's a high strikeout guy, and he's got a ton of years on him. So, you know, I guess you could you know, find a place But this is where we are, I guess. This, I, I mean, guess, this, I, this is I guess maybe, but I, you know, I, he's not a guy I'd be, I'd be terribly keen on. Um, you know, just you don't sign guys just to sign guys. I mean, because nobody's going to get excited about jer- jerks and Profar or Adam Duvall or Craig Kim. I mean, none of those guys are going to excite anybody. And I don't know how much they help. They're major leaguers on a team that needs major league at bats. I mean, the, 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 they're officially in the odd lot portion of the shopping plaza you know i mean you're gonna have to strike gold in the bargain basement uh at this point in time so um you know beggars cannot be choosers whatever cliche you want to attach to it um we'll see what ends up happening here but what looked like a major league offseason that was about to be wrapped up in terms of what the san francisco giants were looking at from a free agency standpoint the whole thing goes off kilter if Carlos Correa is put back on the rack and not going to make that purchase after all. Uh, coming up next on the game, by the way, Ray, we are more than halfway through the show. How do you think we're doing tonight? We're not close enough to halfway to the show to make me happy. Let's get to oh, halfway well, uh, through the show, and then we can announce that we're halfway through the show. Halfway through our portion of the show, the Golden State Warriors and Warriors Live are coming up next. So uh, brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Warriors Live, by the way, is brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. So 12 of the 15 NFL games in week 15 were decided by one score, tied for the most in a single week in NFL history. And then, you know, as they usually do, the Packers ruin everything. They won by 12 last night, Ray, which was a going-away celebration of football excellence in a chilly night of Green Bay. Um, so we, we didn't quite get the history that uh, you probably didn't even want, but I thought it would have been cool to say, you know, wow, look how tight every single game was. 13 of 16 wouldn't have been too bad, but Packers blow it as usual. Uh, A lot of people are saying maybe they're back now in some sort of a playoff conversation. I think they're in Miami next. I would bet you that the Miami Dolphins are going to finally come home off this brutal road trip and just whoop some ass. So I I, I think that uh, the return of the Green Bay Packers won't be lasting very, very long. You know, but hey, Aaron Rodgers, he's pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, the, and the truth is Miami is not the Miami of three weeks ago. So No, but they just got their teeth kicked in for three weeks. Like which I, no, which I get, yeah. but maybe that's a sign that that's who they are. The Packers, though, do not look to me as any kind of playoff team. No. So I, I, think, I think we might see a game in which both teams fail to fa- fail. I mean, I'm more interested in the fact that New Orleans and Cleveland play on Sunday. The over-under on that number is 31.5, which is the lowest number for any NFL game in 14 years. Wow. So they're telling us this is the worst game of the year. And that's history, too. <laughs> it's Literally, it's a, it's a neon sign that says, don't watch this. And I but like may- that as a, as a viewer's guide. Just, you know... Maybe the poor slob who does red zone has to talk about it, but we don't have to participate. And I like the I like the heads up. Or maybe it's just a sucker's play, and you know, 
Vegas is just setting up the the proletariat to make the wrong bet on that one. We'll we'll, we'll figure it all out. I, neither of those teams will score thirty one. I guarantee you. So thirty one seems like the right number. As amazing as that is. Well, I mean, a 31 nothing shutout would be very impressive all the way around. I mean, we, it would be, but I don't know how either team's going to get 31. No, I will. At that point, you just need, you know, someone to have 20. I don't want to do the math with you anyway. We don't have enough time. Um, we have plenty of time. No, we don't, Ray. Not no, no, neither one of the team has to score 31 for the 31 over to hit. You know, it's a combined total. You know how no, that works? I, you don't have to walk me through this. I just like the fact that Vegas says, don't watch this. Thank you, Las Vegas. I yeah, mean, that's see, advice. They do I do you favors. I didn't need Las Vegas to tell me that. I wasn't going to watch that one, anyways. By the way, for those who you are planning on 49ers Commanders, remember that game is coming up on Saturday. Uh, we will have more on that tomorrow. We will have more on that on Thursday. And uh, and then we'll really get into it on Friday. Uh, even though Ray will be off, I believe Alan Styles is slipping on in for Ray. So the show's going to get a little stylish coming up on Friday. Uh, Robert Sala was talking about an instant coffee world today. I thought that was a kind of an interesting thing, but we're going to need more time to talk about that than we actually have right here. Um, I love the phrase, you know, instant coffee world. And there is no doubt that if Robert Sala was looking to make the point that people are impatient he's certainly right about that but i also don't think that the you're impatient world is the biggest problem that robert sala has with zach wilson it's not an impatient world that is not impressed with zach wilson it's robert sala himself he benched him he didn't just bench him he deactivated him he healthy scratched him two weeks in a row so you know if rob robert if you're feeling uh like the world is coming down your quarterback's lane it's because you tied him to the train tracks and let's face it he wouldn't have played if mike white could have so he has to say this it's all performative nonsense what i'm fascinated by is his notion that anybody still has instant coffee the closest thing you get to instant coffee now is a keurig which is actual coffee in a plastic cup. But nobody, you know, gets a jar of Sanka and boils water and then spoons whatever it, whatever it is Sanka is supposed to be. Instant coffee doesn't even exist anymore. It's like a dial-up phone. The uh, the love of Sanka in my grandparents' home was, was, was... They loved it. God, they drank Sanka every single night. Uh, look it up, kids. One last story to get into, and it actually is a nice transition story as we slip on into Warriors Live coming up in just a little bit. Apparently, the Phoenix Suns are about to be sold for $4 billion. You get the Phoenix Mercury of the WNBA along as well. Uh, but it's, uh, according to Woj, about to be sold to billionaire mortgage lender Matt Ashiba. And he is finalizing this purchase of the Phoenix Suns, and it will probably be finished next week, and we'll never have to hear about Rob Sarver again. Yesterday, Ray, there was a trickle of information that even though Rob Sarver is, you know, NBA uh, Satan uh, in, in terms of how he treats people, it was more than just Sarver that was the problem. It trickled down to other managers, and people were just picking up what he was putting down. Basically, everyone involved with the Phoenix Suns has been a massive douchebag, is what the story was yesterday. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because it sounded to me as the story was breaking that they were complaining that nobody else stood up to Sarver. And Sarver, by all accounts, was an unhinged tyrant. So what you had was a bunch of people afraid for their jobs, and nobody was willing to just stand up on principle and say... I don't care if I get fired. And that's a standard that, frankly, we wish more people would carry. But I get how if you're willing to work for a guy who scares you, you're going to stay scared of him. And it's just good that the women who were affected didn't didn't say, okay, I guess I have to take it too. I mean, it's it's disappointing that other people wouldn't intercede on their behalf. So they had to do it themselves. But that's usually how these stories go. It's that the, the, the victims have to, you know, not only endure the indignity, 
But then they have to you know, screw up their courage and go, you know what? I'm not taking it anymore, and I'm doing this on behalf of all the other women who shouldn't be taking it anymore. It's yeah, admire their courage. You wish they didn't have to be the only ones who did it, though. Quick recap: Joe Sy bought the Brooklyn Nets, which is you know Brooklyn <laughs> attached to a pretty big market, if you will. Uh, for an NBA record $2.35 billion. That was back in 2019. Prior to that sale, Tillman Fertitta bought the Rockets for $2.2 billion back in 2017. Obviously, Steve Ballmer buying the Clippers for $2 billion in 2014. Um, that, that's chump change if the Phoenix Suns are going for $4 billion. And look, Phoenix is absolutely a growing media market. It is not, you know, there aren't tumbleweeds blowing through Phoenix, but there isn't a single local news person in Phoenix who isn't dreaming of moving to a bigger market. The fact that the Phoenix Suns would be worth $4 billion is extraordinary and that brings us to Joe Lacob and that's kind of where we're going to start Warriors Live because Joe Lacob I think now because life is timing and his timing buying into the NBA I think Joe Lacob is the single greatest sporting investor in the history of the concept of investing in sports. And he has probably made one of the single greatest purchases in the history of the planet. If you're uh, associating it with uh, good vibes, huge profits, and all that goes with that. So we're going to start Warriors Live on that note in just a moment. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed a workhorse level of Damon and Ratto. Ray, are you are you are you, are you okay? We're at the halfway point now officially. Of My your heart's day. beating like a rabbit. It should. Damon and Ratto here on 957 the game. We're coming back with Warriors Live next. We are brought to you by Bed Bath and Beyond. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To the greatest show on hardwood. Left side of the circle, it's money, gold, hard cash for Stephen Curry. The NBA champions are back to defend their title. And it starts, starts now. This is Warriors Live. Boy, can only Presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet. Only from Xfinity. Damon and Rattle with you. Getting you ready for a little Warriors at the Knicks tonight. The six-game road trip finally saw the win column. 0-3 start with losses in Milwaukee, Indianapolis, and Philadelphia. But the Warriors found a win Sunday in Toronto. And given the circumstances, Ray, I, I think it's their best win of the entire season. Um, efficient, defensively 
uh, focused throughout the game. They were up comfortably going into the fourth quarter, and it was a, a two-way success story. The offense was efficient, the defense was efficient, and anytime you do that without Steph Curry or Andrew Wiggins in the lineup, um, it's got to make Steve Kerr awfully happy with what he saw. And uh, you know, it, it that was it's about as complete a game as they have played. All year, and Jordan Poole dropped a career high in the game. Turn your mic on, Ray. God almighty. Damn it. (laughs) I was talking to some people in Toronto today who also saw the game, but they saw it through a, um, a Raptors prism and said, the Raptors are so bad right now that they can't beat a team that doesn't have their two best players. And so maybe it's a little bit of both. But the thing that was most encouraging, I think, if you're a Warrior fan, is that they didn't settle for the kind of offensive possessions that they have most of the year. It's that they were willing to go inside the arc and do, you know, play a more balanced offensive game. They only took 39 threes, which is, you know, 11 low or eight, that, uh, 10 lower than their normal. And, you know, that's a. You know that when you can do that, you know you you end up looking better than if you do what they were doing as of two weeks ago, which is jacking up shots like crazy. We'll get into Jordan Poole's career high forty three point performance, and he had a very interesting uh, labeling of himself as the Warriors' middle child. He'll explain what all that means in just a second. Here, some sound from Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, too. But before we get to any of that, here on Warriors Live, brought to you by Xfinity Internet, better streaming with our Flex four K device, voice remote, Peacock Premium, all at no extra cost and no strings attached. I want to get back today, Ray, to the business of the NBA because I think it affects the business that the uh, Golden State Warriors do. I think their value increased today by maybe even a half a billion dollars. Um, Josai bought the Brooklyn Nets for an NBA record $2.35 billion back in 2019. Before that, Tillman Fertitta in 2017 spent $2.2 billion on the Houston Rockets. And then before that, Steve Ballmer in 2014 spent $2 billion on the LA Clippers. Now, laugh at the Clippers all you want. He bought an NBA team in Los Angeles. Um, The Houston Rockets, look, they were, in my lifetime growing up, a, a, a massive NBA entity who had success in championships. Like, no one ever laughed at anyone for wanting to own the Houston Rockets. And the Nets, even though laughable as a franchise, them moving to Brooklyn for a moment there upped their... sexiness level and they're out of New Jersey which was the laughable part in Brooklyn of course they're worth much much more I don't think any single one of those purchases was followed by a whole bunch of people saying what the hell are you doing that is ridiculous when Joe Lacob bought the Golden State Warriors people did say what the hell are you doing The $450 million purchase price, Joe, that's ridiculous. The Warriors are in the back of the classroom, drooling, wearing a dunce cap. What the hell are you throwing your money away? That's the dumbest purchase price I've ever seen anyone throw at a professional entity. Well, I think when you look at it now, Ray, if the Phoenix Suns just sold... For four billion. Joe Lacob made the greatest sports deal in the history of sports that no one saw coming. I want to use a little caveat there. Because, you know, when 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 Steinbrenner bought the Yankees for ten million dollars in nineteen seventy-three, needless to say that worked out pretty well. But again, it was the New York Yankees. No one was saying that's a ridiculous price to pay or a stupid team to have. Jerry Jones buys the Dallas Cowboys in 89 for $150 million, but it's not like he discovered the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone knew that that was a really big deal team, America's team, established, blah, 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 all the hype that was ever attached to them. Nobody laughed at Jerry Jones. They might have had a little sticker shock at the time, but nobody laughed at him. People laughed at Joe Lacob. The Warriors were worth $7 billion this morning, 
And Ray, as far as I'm concerned, the minute that Suns deal officially closes, they're worth eight. There is no world, no world that could ever exist where the Warriors wouldn't be worth twice the price of the Phoenix Suns under the current conditions of the NBA. But sales prices of one team really don't affect the sales price of the other. The two things that affect the sales price are real estate values and media deals. And the Suns going for $4 billion is simply a matter of the next NBA media contract is going to be much higher than the current one is. And that's what uh, they're buying. Um, Joe Lacob's net worth, or not, not his net worth, but the value of the franchise is basically what it is, which is it's always going up. I mean, when you talked about Tillman Fertitta, you know, spending $2 billion on, on the Rockets, that was the going price five years ago. And, you know, eight years ago, uh, $2 billion was the going price for, for, the, for the L.A. Clippers, and it wasn't considered outlandish. In fact, when Lacob bought the team, I don't know how many people laughed at him as much as they laughed at Chris Cohan for not taking the highest bid, which was actually Larry Ellison's. Uh, but Chris Cohan was angry at Larry Ellison for making fun of him. So he said, I'm going to sell to anybody but him, and I'm going to use him as a stalking horse. Well, and Lake have also closed with cash in hand. I mean, well, that, that, that's, that, that, I think that had a little bit to do with it as well. Well, they all, at this point now, go cash. You, you, you have to come with all the cash up front. And he had to come with partners. So it's not like he did this alone. In fact, he's still a minority owner, if you want to talk about you know, investment made. Uh, he got... He, he got the team at a price that maybe some people thought was a little high, but he had the advantage of knowing that he was going to try to build an arena in San Francisco, you know, and once he did that, that's when the the value skyrocketed. It rose sort of steadily when they were winning championships. Once they opened the new building, that's when it went from 4.5 to 7 because valuations really are about media deals and real estate. The Warriors now control their own real estate, which they didn't when they were in Oakland. Well, the fact that they won a championship last year is the year where their value increased 25% year over year. So winning matters an awful lot. And I do believe that, you know, you're, you're right about real estate and media deals, Ray, but a rising tide lifts all boats in the harbor um, if if on a you know if on any given day the Warriors are worth twenty dollars more today than they were yesterday, it, they're worth a hundred dollars more today with the sale of the Phoenix Suns. I really do believe that it is. Uh, it, it's 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 one of the great 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 investments in the history of sports. Joe Lacob coming in for four hundred and fifty million if he put a for sale sign. Today on top of Chase Center, they sell for eight. I know they're listed at ten. They sell for eight. I'm I guarantee, or they're listed at seven. They would sell for eight. I really believe that. Well, if you um, throw the if you throw the arena in, absolutely. Well, if sure, you're just yeah. selling the team, it's less than that. Oh, but of course. You know, largely the Phoenix Suns are worth what they are because there were several bidders, and when when Lacob bought, there was really only one other bidder, and Chris Cohan was determined not to sell to him. So in some ways, he got a bargain there. And once he built the building, you know, once he pledged the building, which was in 2018, uh, that's when it started to skyrocket. And it leveled off after that only because of COVID. But once, the, once COVID was done and the building was open all the time without restriction, that's when you saw that, that valuation spike. And it's going to spike again when the new media deal signed. Because I don't think he's building a new building anytime soon. Here's a question I don't think I've ever been able to ask you before, Ray. Are you ready for the red-hot New York Knicks? I think I've asked you if you're ready for the Knicks. But the red-hot New York Knicks? I've never asked you that. I don't think there have been a red-hot New York Knicks. And I don't even know if this qualifies as red-hot. But they have won seven in a row. 
And they got to be thrilled with the Warriors team, or I should say lack thereof, coming into Madison Square Garden tonight. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett have been playing really good basketball. They're above their season averages in all their important categories, and they've been driving this Knicks team into the win column uh, on their evenings alone, almost. Um, the Knicks have found some consistency. The Warriors, look, they, they did play well in Toronto, as you said, against a bad Toronto team. But good, bad, and different, one thing we haven't seen the Warriors do is put two, three good games together at any point in time this year. Uh, as a matter of fact, the next four-game winning streak for the Golden State Warriors will be their first of the entire season so far. And it's hard to imagine that happening with Steph Curry on the shelf. Um, meanwhile... You know, this is another just concerning stat here. The Warriors have only one lineup without Curry that has played more than 50 minutes this season without a negative differential. In 59 minutes, the lineup of Poole, Clay Thompson, Dante DiVincenzo, Anthony Lamb, and Draymond Green has a plus seven differential. So it's hardly impressive, but it's not a minus. Oh, except for tonight, you can subtract Dante DiVincenzo. He is not playing with a non-COVID-related illness. So uh, things are not going to get easier with Dante DiVincenzo, who has played himself into you know a, 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 a glue guy, Ray. I, mean, I don't know if that's even the right way to bill what he's been. But he's, he's been gritty. A, yeah, he's a key piece for them coming up. Um, there has been for the last like two three weeks. Oh no, yeah, he he is the the second guy from the second from the the backup unit to emerge as a useful piece. Uh, that and um, and Kaminga, but the, <laughs> that that wavers by the moment. Well, it does because again, you know, Steve Kerr says, "Do what we ask you to do, and you'll get more minutes." And he was getting those minutes, and then the other night he didn't get them. Um, in part because, you know, all games are, you know, are different and rotations change on the fly. But the other thing was he sort of let a little bit of the nuance stuff slip. Um, and because he's, you know, still, you know, can't buy liquor legally in most states, he's going to have nights like that. So I'm not ready to sort of say, well, he's, he's clearly past his sell-by date. Um, but it is, I mean, this is kind of an interesting game for them just as a unit, because the one thing that the Knicks have done in the seven-game winning streak is play defense the way Tom Thibodeau wants defense played. They've held four teams under 100, and six of the seven wins, they haven't gotten over 106. And that's an extraordinarily low number in the modern NBA. So for at least the, the time being, the Knicks are buying into Thibodeau's defensive principles again. And before, that's how they win. Sorry, didn't mean to step on you there. No, uh, before we get into uh, what we're about to see, uh, what it might look like tonight in New York, one quick look in the rearview mirror to talk about what is just the third win in 17 road games so far this year for the Golden State Warriors. Um, they led 102-80 going into the fourth quarter in Toronto and win going away behind a career-high 43 points from Jordan Poole. Now, um, a Twitterati of all Warrior fans, Sam Fondiari, pointed out that, you know, six of the seven times that Poole has gone 25 or more this year have involved him starting and Clay or Steph sitting. It would be great to see Jordan Poole be able to explode off the bench with these performances. It would certainly make life easier on the Golden State Warriors. Their record would be a lot better. But in the starting lineup, Poole was absolutely cooking. 43 the other night, and Steve Kerr was asked if that's maybe the best game he's played in a Warriors uniform. He's played a lot of great games for us, so if it's not the best, it's definitely one of the few best because he was great at, at both ends. You know, his defense was excellent. I thought he was patient offensively, got us into uh, our offense well. He just set the tone. He just carried us. Jordan Poole talked about dropping a career-high 43. 
Hi, yeah, it feels good. Um, we were talking about that a little bit on the bench. A couple of the older guys had like a lot of 39 games, eight assists or seven assists. Uh, it was cool today to kind of get over the 40. And um, a lot of older guys kind of, they were kind of like giving me some some crap about it. But more importantly, it's just really good to get a, a road win. We haven't been particularly the best on the road so far. And um, hopefully this gives us a push to keep it going. This is Warriors Live, brought to you by Xfinity Internet. Better streaming with our Flex 4K device, voice remote, Peacock Premium, all at no extra cost and no strings attached. Uh, I told you that Jordan Poole labeled himself as a middle child. I'll let him explain because he was basically asked um, how he is sort of a, a go-between with the veterans and the younger guys. Just being similar in age and being here for the last four years and being out of the organization and with these guys, I'm just an outlet if anybody wants to ask questions and I just try to give them any input or insight that I can if I've been through it. But at the same time, I'm also still asking these older guys questions. So I kind of use the term the middle child, playing both ways, going to talk to a lot of the older guys, but also trying to rally up the young guys and put us in a situation so that we can be successful in the future. So I'm just an outlet whenever they want to talk or ask questions. Uh, a take it to the bank prediction, Ray, brought to you by Fremont Bank, turning family owned businesses into household names. Let's be completely honest here. Jordan Poole needs another monster tonight. And I think Draymond needs to be north of a dozen points scored for this team to win tonight. And I, 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 I think we got to get at least 20 minutes out of Kaminga. And LaCour is down four players, two starters. The big ragu isn't playing tonight. So the amount of what Steve wants to do in this game, opposed to what Steve has to do in this game, is going to maybe force some minutes in otherwise spots he'd rather not see those minutes. No, I mean, he's working with a thin roster again. And there's no, you know, he, he's he's going to have to do this by the seat of his pants, as he has often this year. And it won't be optimal conditions. Uh, if, if the Knicks decide they want to play defense, as they have for the last seven games, they're going to have a very difficult time. But I don't think this is a game where you go, aha, I just saw something that I haven't seen before, and that's an indication of the future. I think for the, for the right now, they're just trying to get one foot in front of the other and try to survive that way until they can get home and play on Christmas Day because they don't have enough warm bodies to be able to dictate how they want to play. They just have to they have to counterpunch. Speaking of warm bodies, time for the injury report brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. For more info, visit BoxerLaw.com. Uh, obviously, Steph Curry's shoulder has him out tonight. Andrew Wiggins still unavailable with his right abductor strain. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is under the weather. It's not COVID. He is not playing tonight. And Jamichael Green also has a non-COVID illness this evening. And he was coming off maybe his best game in a Warriors uniform up in Toronto. Obi Toppin is out tonight. So uh, there there will be some stopping Obi Toppin. He is not out there this evening. Projected starting lineups. It is uh, Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Moses Moody in the starting lineup tonight with Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. So that's the way it looks as it sits right now. Um, again, the Warriors just won. They haven't won back-to-back -back games on the road yet this year. New York is actually enjoying a seven-game winning streak. Their defense, as Ray said, has climbed into the top ten over that stretch in terms of defensive production. You got Julius Randle dropping 27, 11, and 4 since this win streak started. All those numbers are higher than his full season averages. R.J. Barrett is 22-6 on 44.6% field goal percentage. Again, all better than his season stats so far. And New York is kind of like having an opposite season of the Warriors and this is what's really weird Ray and they've absolutely feasted on some bad teams on the road they're only 7 and 7 in Madison Square Garden yeah they're the second best road record in the NBA yeah they're one of the worst playoff teams i'm talking about like top top 10 in each conference at home and i don't know that that's dispositive of anything but it's an indication that you know defense is con is constant and the fact that they're seven and seven and ten and eight on the road uh, is kind of an indication that you know this is who they are, 
and if they can be consistently good defensively, they'll be able to stay in the top six. Uh, we'll see how much love or run James Wiseman gets tonight. Uh, in 150 minutes, James Wiseman is one of the worst players in the NBA from an impact perspective. He's a minus 27.2 differential, which is in the zeroth percentile. I've never even said that before. The zeroth percentile. Uh, Ty Jerome is also producing in the zeroth percentile. There's an investment in James Wiseman that means keep on trying. Uh, let's try Ryan Rollins. You know, Ty Jerome, you, you just can't be worse of an NBA player than he is. And he's getting way too many minutes. So there you go. One last note as we wrap up here. Uh, congratulations to Oakland's own Damian Lillard. Ray, last night he surpassed Clyde Drexler as the Trailblazers' all-time leading scorer. And is probably the most devoted trailblazer of them all because he's the one who's had chances to leave and just hasn't. I mean, he, that's where uh, Portland is where he's planting his flag and good on him for that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tim Roy coming up next from Madison Square Garden getting you ready for Ray. I'm Damon. Lucas and Grandy, thank you both very much back in the studio. Sports don't build character, they reveal it. And like that, he's gone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.